So what is the difference between a statement of work and a statement of objectives? And for that matter, what's a performance work statement? Stick around and I'll break down the three different requirement documents used in government contracting. Good evening, Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts, and welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. It's Friday night, and that means it's time for another episode of Agile Acquisitions and Alcohol. Cheers. So as we talk about Agile contracting, we tend to throw around the term statement of objective quite, a, quite often. And it's really important to understand you know, what is the difference between a statement of objectives and a statement of work, which are your two primary requirements documents. Now, I also mentioned there's performance work statements. We'll get back to that in a minute. But the ba basic difference between a statement of objective and a statement of work is the level of which you're describing to the contractor the requirements. A statement of objective is exactly that. It's the objectives of the requirement. When we talk about agile contracting and, and agile development, we talk about the product vision, and we want to stick to that when we make decisions of what technical activities are performed under the, under the execution of the program. Well, that's what the statement of objectives is there to do. It provides that overarching guide to what is in the product vision. Now, there are always going to be some specifics that are uh, necessary in contracts for uh, government performance, types of behaviors, you know, holidays and such. That statement of objectives will get down into much more level of specificity. But when it comes to the actual delivery, it's all about what is to be delivered, not how. Your statement of work, which is the traditional requirements document often used in government contracting, is generally very specific. It's going to get down into what we always would refer to as the shall statements. The contractor shall be here at this time. The contractor shall deliver this. The contractor shall provide this in this format. And the shall statements really take away a lot of the ability for the vendor to be innovative. Essentially, you're looking to get the contractor to price out what it will take to deliver the solution that apparently we've already solved. Now, empirical evidence suggests the government isn't very good at solving our own problems, and that's to be expected. Most organizations aren't experts in everything. That's why we contract out. We want to get the best expertise out there in industry. And the only way to actually identify which expert or which vendor is better than the other is to allow their individual expertise shine in their proposals and in their delivery. So the performance work statement, what is that? Well, a performance work statement, uh, which comes out of performance-based service acquisitions, is generally what will follow on beyond a statement of objectives. And there's a couple ways you can get there. Either the government can write the performance work statement, the government can require the contractor to deliver a performance work statement as part of their proposal, or the government and the contractor can collaboratively work on a performance work statement together as sort of a post-negotiation. Uh, the statement of objectives, which provides the overarching objectives of the, of the program, uh, is what forms the basis. The performance work statement is then how the vendor will fulfill those objectives. It will also be accompanied typically with some sort of uh, quality assurance surveillance plan, is what it's typically called, or a QASP. And uh, that is the uh, standard to which those objectives will be met. So you could have, uh, in some situations, a service level agreement is often what you would see in sort of an operation and sustainment or operation and maintenance contract is that 99% that availability, etc. So when I say the performance work statement is how the contractor will fulfill the statement of objectives, what is it that I'm actually saying? Well, the performance work statement is 
the repeatable process for the delivery of functional product. I've talked about in other videos how we need to separate the technical requirements from the contractual requirements. This is the major difference when we're talking about an Agile contract versus a waterfall contract. The Agile contract wants to require the core requirements, the core scope of the contract. That's period of performance, price or cost, and scope, the objectives piece. And the technical requirements, the actual functional technical delivery that occurs, those, those should be outside of the contract, meaning those can change over time without having to modify the contract. This makes everything much more efficient and allows a product owner to be empowered to actually direct the delivery of the functional product. In Agile Development, we talk, as I mentioned, about this repeatable process for the delivery of functional product. The performance work statement is how do you measure that? How do you determine that a functional product is being delivered? Remember, we're buying a service for a product. So the service is what we're actually determining contractually is being delivered. So whatever that process is that is unique to that vendor, that's what goes in that performance work statement. Very different than what you'd find in the statement of work, which is, again, where we would tell them how to deliver it. So the performance work statement gives that repeatable process. When it comes down to acceptance or not acceptance of the individual iterations, then we talk about the definition of done. That definition of done should be part of that, right? But it's not the definition of done as it relates to any individual iteration. It's as it relates to a general definition of done of the process. So the definition of done is going to be acceptability, user acceptance, uh, testing, code coverage, bug or defect rates, things like that. If it's met that, the ultimate answer is, did the end user receive a functional product? Not how much of a functional product did the end user receive? And you know that is definitely a discussion for another video. So there you have it. Your main requirements for government contracting, statement of objectives, often followed up by a performance work statement and accompanied with a quality assurance plan of some sort, and your statement of work often associated with your typical traditional waterfall development where it's very explicit on what is being delivered. I'm sorry, statement of objective is what is to be delivered. Statement of work is how it will be delivered. And so thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying these videos. Remember, as always, subscribe, Keep innovating, and cheers. Statement of objectives. Stick around, and I will break down the different contracting requ requ yeah.